I bought 70 rental units back to back. Oh, let's give a round of applause on that, brother. Oh, that. That's awesome. 70, 70 that. units. Awesome. 70 units. Um. Hey, gang. The Headley Group Real Estate Show is a video audio podcast designed to highlight and interview real estate professionals, entrepreneurs, and other fields alike. The mission of our podcast is to acknowledge people of color and show their successes, and in return, help our audience learn from them and pick up tips and tricks in building additional income. Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Kettley. We are back. Another great episode on Headley Group Real Estate Show. Uh, I got to give a definitely uh, special uh, a shout out to this to this brother we have on here because I share a lot of commonalities with what I saw that this brother is doing in the community. Brother has a fabulous story. Uh, YouTube really highlighted it. His brother is a multi-unit investor. This brother's knowledgeable, literally took it from the ground, working on Wall Street, uh, took time to go down to the local bookstores and soaked up that knowledge, right? He said, he, I didn't want to buy no books, which I did the same thing. Get that knowledge from the books, put it back on the shelf and actually use that as well as going to college, getting his MBA, walking, working on Wall Street. And he happened to retire himself, which, which I'm going to let him highlight that. But let's give a warm welcome to Mr. KR with KJ Consulting. How you doing, brother? You're doing excellent. Thanks for having me on the platform. I'm fired up, um, impressed with what you're doing. And, and it's just crazy. This is an exciting time to just be an investor and a businessman. So I'm just glad to have the opportunity to share my story. Mm-hmm. Well, well, brother, like, us, like we tell all our guests then, uh, uh, as well as the viewers watching, you know, we, we we be honest, we keep it real on our show. You know, we, we saw what this brother was doing, and we asked him, "Hey, would you mind sharing that to our community?" Uh, because again, you may be an inspiration to maybe not a thousand, just two, and that could have an impact and have that transformation transformational wealth, which you talked about. Yes. yes. Uh, take us back. Take us back to when you said, "You know something? I don't like that." My family's paying rent and we don't own anything. Gotcha. What was that? What was that point when you said, I need to take this to the next level? Gotcha. For one thing, um, I grew up in Philadelphia with mm-hmm. six siblings, a uh, mm-hmm. single parent household. My mother raised us. We were on welfare for the kids that don't know what that is. That's the EBT card that you use nowadays. Exactly. Um, I remember distinctively, like in kindergarten, we were so poor. I remember an elementary teacher bringing my favorite KFC, which is original chicken. So if you see me, make sure you have that. And then she messed up on the side. She had macaroni and cheese and mashed potatoes. And I'm a coleslaw guy, so you gotta give me some vegetables. But I remember that story distinctively because I could look up to the stars because the whole third floor was missing because our house burned down and we were missing the third floor. So I'll never forget that moment in my life. And that's when I had a burning desire to achieve financial independence and change a life trajectory for myself. Even though I was really young, that's when it really started to burn inside of me. And so from there, I went to public school in Philadelphia, was a knucklehead in middle school, but really turned around in high school and graduated valedictorian, class president, school president, ran track and tri- track and cross country, mm. also did uh, football was the captain, went off, Bowdoin College rewarded me for my hard work with a scholarship. Then I was able to explore the finance food chain on Wall Street, got a job on Wall Street, invested on Wall Street, 
invested in real estate my first time in 2009 had one unit by 2018 i had nine units by 2019 i had 35 units and by 2020 i had 105 rental units so i went from making ten thousand dollars a year in annual income in 2009 to making $85,000 a year in annual income in 2018 to now making over $100,000 per month. And I was very fortunate to be able to retire in August of 2020. So it's been quite a journey to be able to go from being extraordinarily broke to being in a position to create transformational wealth, helping family members and friends achieve financial independence and also achieve financial um, wealth. So it's been quite a run. Well, well brother, you know, all that good stuff you say, you know, we got to unpack some of that, right? Because because you you literally hit us with the the journal pieces. Now we need to get in detail for somebody that may want to, if you mind sharing, just some 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 stories, so somebody could be interested in following them steps. Let's go take it back to you worked on Wall Street, and and I'm quite sure with that knowledge and information that helped transition you into the multi-unit space. The question is. Why not? I know you, I think you said you you, you own a, a one or two single families. Why not go heavy on single family? Why directly in multifamily? And did that Wall Street knowledge help you out? So what tends to happen is a lot of people feel, and majority of investors feel really comfortable in a residential space with mm -hmm. the one to four units. Like the single family duplex, triplex, or fourplex. And I call them single family because you could qualify to get uh, a loan, a mm -hmm. FHA loan for either of them. But if you want to do five units and up, you can't get an FHA government uh, loan. So right. what I realized is that you may get actually a high cash flow off of the single family. So when I first started, say for instance, I'm making uh, $4,000 a year in cash flow. That's after everything is paid off, the mm -hmm. property management, the mortgage, one. Mm -hmm. And then by, year, let's say year 10, I bought one every year. So by year 10, I, I make $40,000. I own 10 individual houses. They have 10 separate mortgages. Mm -hmm. What tends to happen is that after you make that $40,000 in year 10, now you can use that money to buy an apartment building. Mm -hmm. So apartment buildings, they have higher requirements for down payments. Mm -hmm. The individual houses, you can put as low as 3.5% down up to 25%. But mm -hmm. when you buy apartment buildings, you have to put 20% down or more. Mm -hmm. So actually you had to take the time to build the cash flow and the reserves in order to qualify in the net mm -hmm. worth to buy big apartment mm -hmm. buildings. Mm -hmm. Now working on Wall Street, what I learned is that the big boys, they like the single families, but the big money is owning the apartment buildings mm -hmm. because the valuation is based on the value, the cash flow of that individual building versus on the comps. When you buy a single family, mm -hmm. they're focused on the quality of the borrower. So my mm -hmm. credit profile, my credit score, my debt to income, and my income. How long I've been at the job, how much I make. But when you buy the apartment buildings, five units and up, it's focused on the quality of the deal. They wanna make sure that that deal generates enough cash to service the debt, and also that you have a net worth equivalent of the size of the loan, or someone on your team has the equivalency. Mm -hmm. Because you're in the big board league. So I realized my um, my elevation, my growth over time was that I was going to have to go bigger if I wanted to get bigger cash flows. Mm -hmm. You mentioned team, and what my knowledge with the multifamily unit space is, unless you're extremely lucky or you got a lot of capital, there's there's never one person that owns an entire building, right? 
So, and I, and, and that's what I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Is it you or is it a collection of? Because I took the time. That's okay. the reason why it took me from okay. here. One okay. To okay. Here. Okay. Okay. Because I wanted to, I kept the nine to five job mm. so I can live off of that and mm. become a master at that. And then every property I did a cash out refi for and the cash flows, I kept saving all that. So mm. therefore you could save several hundred thousand dollars. And then in year 10, you could buy your own property by yourself. So I bought my own apartment buildings in the beginning by myself. Nobody mm. owned my first 12 unit. No one owns my six unit. No one owns my other six unit. No one owns my triplex. So when I start buying those apartment buildings, I did it on my own because I was smart enough to keep my nine to five and build up that cash reserve to put the down payment. So when you want to say I bought my first 12 unit was $450,000. Okay. I put my own 25% down, which means mm. I had to have $112,500 sitting in the bank. Then when I bought like a six unit, I, had, I bought that for like 325,000. I put my own like $80,000, $70,000 down out of my own bank account because I took 10 years to build up my own reserves so I can say I own 100% of this building. So a lot of people, when they get in a syndication, they're right. buying apartment buildings, but they only own three or 4%. That's mm. because they're just trying to race and show that they own the breath. But instead, I took my time so I have more ownership of my buildings. So therefore, I don't own a lot. I don't, I don't, I'm not like a lot of other investors yes. that have other people on their deals. I'm not like that because I took my time to build up my own wealth to buy my apartment buildings. Bro, they gotta give you round of applause on that. I mean, really, uh, because so many, so many nuggets is in there. Cause all I all I'm hearing about was syndication. Again, I was wrong with my statement, but you corrected that. No, I took 10 years off. I tell you, I took 10 years of my time, put reserves up because I yep. need a long-term play. Instead yep. of being a part of, of a syndication, oh, like yep. you said, yep. on a small percentage. And yep. you really don't have too much authority when it yep. comes to that's, because that's because true. it's a group, it's a collective decision. Yes. Right? Yep. Wow. I I, I commend so you on I'm that. I'm the managing member of my LLCs. Mm. So a lot of people, they're trying to run and build big portfolios, but they don't mm. have any power. So if mm. that building come, brings in, let's say build it bringing $300,000 and you only have 5%, you're only entitled to like $15,000 of that revenue. But if mm. you own like my building, some buildings I own 100%. My 24 unit I bought last year, I own 67%. So when it brings in $300,000, if you just use 70%, that's $210,000 I'm entitled to. So that is the big difference between me and other investors. Some other investors, they don't have any power because mm. they, they don't they never had money. They don't know how to grow. They don't understand how capital work in America. So once you understand how capital work in America, then you can decide that you create your own tables. It's not like you're begging people to be at your table. Mm. So you're running around saying, I'm a sponsor, I own 5%. Mm -hmm. Or you hear people, they don't want to disclose how much they own. They'll say, I just own a lot. And that's a cop-out because they don't really have control of their assets. Mm. Brother, I mean, like I said, kudos to you. But now the question, what every, probably everybody wants to know is, you waited 10 years, you know, you had the high paying income job. How, I'm gonna let you tell again, I seen the video. How was you living in your personal life to make sure you had to watch expenses? So what I did is I, I always live below my means. So regardless of what my regular job is, if you live below your means and you're buying these properties, and a lot of investors do this, especially in our community, they'll buy something for 20,000. 
you put like let's say 17,000 in you're all in at 37 it appraises for let's say 115,000 you get $86,000 back and what happens is some of us new investors will go spend that $86,000 and have fun versus put it aside and if you do that 10 times now you have $860,000 saved so now you can use that big piggy bank for down payments in order to buy apartment buildings. So what I said is that my nine to five job, I wanted to be the best at my nine to five job so that I can live off of that and live below my means. So instead of like buying the fan, I don't own a car. So I said, my flex is not gonna be that I own a Benz. My flex is if I take someone to date, I say, come on, let's go look at some of my buildings with my name on it. Mm -hmm. So that's more of my flex. Um, and so okay. if you live below your means when you're younger, you wanna live farther from work, because it'll be cheaper to live there. You're not close to amenities. You want to take public transportation or ride a bike or carpool. You're going to save money. The other thing you're going to do is have roommates while you're in your 20s and you're trying to build up this cash flow because it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. And so you can benefit from the power of compound interest and also benefit from being able to stack more money aside. Say, for instance, you want to buy a $50,000 uh, apartment building. So if you had to put 20% down, you need $10,000. So imagine if you just said, I'm going to save $500 every month for the next 24 months. That's $12,000. Now you have a down payment to buy a small apartment building. And you keep doing that over and over. If you do what's necessary, then do what's possible. You'll find yourself doing the impossible. Hey, guys. Thank you for watching our show. We're going to interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell, residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. Most of mm -hmm. us don't have a roadmap. And so in my courses, I teach people, how do you analyze markets? How do you analyze deals? And how do you come up with a roadmap so that you know where the hell you're going versus getting lost and running into walls? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I like what you said, because it seems like, and again, we'll dive into the course, but it seems like the course is more of a learn a long-term play versus trying to trying to buy something tomorrow if you're not able to yes correctly? that is 100 correct because what i think is that things done well are done soon enough mm. and so i want you to really think through it i don't want you to say for instance if you're just going to flip i can teach you how to flip but when you flip you actually pay higher in taxes with state and federal taxes, you're paying like almost close to 50%. So I don't encourage you to do that. I'd rather for you own the property, hold it for a while, cash out, refi, repeat, save, build, and then you can build a larger portfolio. That's what I encourage people to do. But we teach you how to do both. But I think that the person that makes the most money is the one that really gets the most assets mm. and make them cash flowing over time. It's hard to keep coming up with new ideas. You're going to get burned, burned out. Is it, do you take in the, what they call the burst strategy? Yes, we do. Yep, I do the burst strategy. So for all my properties, um, that's initially what I did with all the individual houses. I did burst strategy, but I will reinvest. I will set the money aside, make sure I can pay the monthly uh, interest payment, mm -hmm. uh, mortgage payment. And then the rest, you just want to build up until you're ready to swing. You don't have to swing at every ball that come your way. But once you have that cash, that, 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 egg nest then you can just go buck wild you can buy a lot of buildings on your own mm -hmm. and evidently well but i assume like you just said a minute ago you don't swing at everything you analyze a lot of deals before you grab yes. that one yes mm -hmm. yeah and so that's that's what we do we try to analyze stack the odds in our favor 
So we want to make sure is is a low crime environment. Is it a good building? Are the neighbors in mm-hmm. it? You do all this analysis to make sure the odds are stacked in your favor. And because I think that you should, things done well are done soon enough, I don't want you to rush. Imagine if you're looking at a computer screen and you're the security guard at the mall and you have 50 computer screens. You're okay. going to have a difficult time identifying the issue. But if I told you to focus on one dealer here, you're going to be able to focus on that one computer screen. You're going to tell me if there's any issues as, as a security guard. You can Correct. catch it. Capture it. So therefore, that's why I tell people, I need you to, the riches are in the niches. I don't need you to try to be a real estate thought. You're trying to do Airbnb. You're trying to flip land. You're mm. flipping property. You're actually a buy and wholesale investor. You're doing wholesaling. You just a thought. You just sleeping with every part of real estate. I, I think that that is a mistake. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like the terminology. You all over the place. Because so, so it's, it's similar to what that, great book the one thing is talking about focus on that one thing and really develop because i'm quite sure by you being uh uh uh, uh now that you progress so much in your multi-family space so many different deals come at you now like the land yes. flips and and do you automatically turn it away because that's I not turn, my thing I, yes i turn it away and you turn yep. it away okay you turn yep. it away got and it. the reason and the reason why you want it you got to think long term right so mm-hmm. not only what I tell people is that you got to do the three, the three C's and the three R's. One is intellectual capital. That means you're going to get, you're going to educate yourself, or you're going to get mm-hmm. taught from someone else. Mm-hmm. The next thing is going to be financial capital. Understand how to use other people's money and how to use your own money and make money. The third thing is social capital. How do I build relationships with people so I can leverage and affect change in people's lives? Mm-hmm. And then you have the three R's, which is a track record. You need to prove to people that you do one thing extraordinarily well. That's your mm-hmm. track record. And then you have relationships that you leverage. And ultimately, the two R's will pre- will come up to result in a reputation. And that mm-hmm. reputation will precede yourself. And as you think about going out to raise money and marketing and be considered a thought leader, there, a lot of people are going to look at you as a person who's an expert if you've been focused on one or two areas for a very long time, at least 10 years. People right. are going to say, I'll give that person millions of dollars, the mm-hmm. banks, the lenders, everybody, investors, because they're saying he is not a jack of all trades. He's definitely a master. And mm-hmm. so I grew up in Philadelphia where you'll be at the barbershop and one day you have the crackhead coming in and talking about, yo, I got those t-shirts. <laughs> Yo, I got a pal- I got a PlayStation. Tell me what y'all need. Next day he told me I got hot dogs and sausages. Mm. I said I never want to be the crackhead. Mm. And I never want to be the real estate thought. Because working on Wall Street, I realized that the people who were experts, whether it's Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos, these people are experts in their particular fields and they mm. get rewarded. The world will really reward you if you have read more books, have done more deals, have worked in certain industries for a very long time you will be rewarded as the expert. So that's what I focus on versus trying to sleep with every deal that come my way. But mm-hmm. I would say as you become more well off, then you have excess capital that mm-hmm. you can start investing in different things. But as you're building your, your reputation, I wouldn't advise that. Mm-hmm. Great, great point. Now that you're at the level where you're at, do you take seed money now of investors or you just focus only on you and your team? So, so what happened is in 2020, after I ran through majority of my money, okay. then people started to reach out to me because of my reputation, because I was mm. so successful. Mm. And so I'm very selective about who mm. I decide to invest with. So my business partner, Jody, he was first a debt. He was a student first, then a debt investor, then he became a partner. 
where we, we invested together two of my apartment buildings. So I am a very, in a different league. So typically I tell people, hey, at first used to be, you give me 50,000, 100 grand, now you gotta give me $250,000 if you wanna invest with me. Because I wanna cut out all the bull crap. Um, gotcha. And so mm. it's very, very, it's a very, I play in a different league now. Mm, gotcha, got differently. It's funny you say that I see uh, 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 Carter, I think one of um, LeBron James, LeBron James uh, uh, partners that does his businesses and he was interviewing Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson said, I used to do deals here. You can, I can deal with you. Now my deals is here. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't really deal with you as much. Exactly. But uh, uh, so now uh, the wonderful world that, 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 that we live in with all the chaotic, chaos in it, COVID happened. How did that impact your business or if it did or if it did not? And how was you able to kind of pivot or what did you well, do? Well, actually, first and foremost, what happened during COVID, all the lives that we lost is, is devastation. I'm very sad Definitely. And I'm for all those families and people who mm -hmm. have lost their jobs and mm -hmm. things in the future. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, COVID actually during this 2020 was actually the best year of my life. Mm. Um, and the reason why is because if you get ready, you don't have, if you, if you get ready, you don't have to get ready. Exactly. And so in 2009, when I bought my first rental property, I had said, if the world ever comes to an end again, or we have a moment of panic, I'm going to buy everything under the sun, even children. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Kiss babies on the foreheads. I'm going to buy okay. real estate. And so this actually was something I was waiting for for over 11 years, over a decade. That's mm. why I was saving my money, building and being disciplined, mm. saying one day I'm going to use all this cash. I just gotcha, got you, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And so during the pandemic, I bought 70 rental units and I really bought them during the, the months of July and September. That's when I bought them, July, August and September. I bought 70 rental units back to back. Oh, let's, let's get a round of applause on that, brother. Oh, round I appreciate on that. That's awesome. 70, I appreciate 70 that. units. Awesome. 70 units. Um, and the reason why is because I was already ready. I didn't have to get ready. I already had the track record. I already had the relationships. I already had the intellectual capital, the financial capital, and social capital. So all I had to do was step up to the plate. And so I was extremely ready. So a lot of these owners were panicking. And they okay. said, the world's come to an end. My tenants are not going to pay. What happened is that you have some landlords. When I was growing up, we had landlords. We had crackheads. We had drug dealers. We had exactly. drivers, and I, they all would get old. And so I said, I don't want to replace the drug dealer. I don't want to replace the barber. I don't want to replace the bus driver. I don't want to replace the doctor. I want to replace the landlord. Mm. And so what happened is that during the pandemic time, I was able to replace some of these landlords who wanted to retire, mm. who actually didn't have enough money to fix their issues that they couldn't wait out for the government to pay rent. So what we did is we bought underutilized, undermanaged properties, and I came in and, and fixed them up, rented them out, and was able to buy things at a discount. So COVID was a wonderful time for me. Mm. Um, so I, I'm very fortunate. So, so, so let me ask you something here uh, without getting too specific. How was these deals found? Was they on local MLS or was oh, so the way, team? So the way, and actually this is great because the way we teach people to invest in my mm -hmm. class is we do a funnel approach. We teach you how to analyze the macro data and then we teach you how to analyze the individual deals. Okay. So I use the same framework that I've been using for a while where um, we actually will teach you how to analyze the markets. 
and then teach you how to work with uh, realtors that are licensed realtors. So mm -hmm. we also teach you how to look for deals on your own on MLS. We also teach you how to work with uh, wholesalers. We also teach you how to work with property managers who have their own portfolio of clients who want to get out of things. So we found those deals in array, uh, 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 multiple ways, off market, on market. It was a number of ways. Mm, okay. And and the reason why I asked that, because I think in this market here, literally throughout the country, it, people are looking for deals. You know, people yes. reach out to me all the time. Hey, listen, what is there anything? And I'm like, well, unless you physically knocking on that that door or, or doing something with that building owner deal with them directly is, is tight and not not saying you can't get anything but what, it's what, is challenging. what is fascinating is that actually i found a lot of good deals just all at my last over my really? career okay okay um, and the thing is it's very similar to like a stock picker so warren buffett has access to the same 10 keys we all have to and he also can look at where the stocks are trading. It's just that his eye is trained to analyze things differently. Mm. And so I bought five houses on the same block in uh, Harrisburg on Dolphin mm -hmm. Street. And I found it on MLS for, and I bought those five houses for $185,000. That's $37,000 per house. Wow. I didn't do anything on the inside or the outside. They already had tenants on making a 30% cash on cash return. Mm. And so, it's basically you figure out how to analyze markets and individual deals so you can be nimble. So if I teach you not only to be a skilled fisherman, but also teach you to move wherever the puck is, you'll be able to back the truck up and just get as much fish in any market around the country. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of us just don't have this toolkit to figure out how to analyze markets. So we're just out there fending for ourselves. We're we have our up days, our down days. We're like right. Michael. We're so gifted. We know how to run. We know how to throw. We know how to catch. Mm. The problem is that we haven't had a coach to teach us how to be a better runner, a better thrower, and a better mm. catcher. Mm. So I take someone who could be lowly drafted like Tom Brady, and mm. I'm like the Belichick. I'll help you become a champion. Or I'll take someone like Mahomes and Andy Reid. I'll help you become a champion. So the thing is that if you want to be a great athlete, or you want to be a great investor, join a great team because they're going to give you the foundation, help you understand how to improve your game and help you take it to the next level. So mm. that, that's the approach that I, I, I encourage my team to use and also the way I teach my students. I, I, I love that. What you said investing in different markets, right? It's, are you, when I'm hearing correctly, you are in Philadelphia. Why only, why Philly and no other? So I'm not only in Philadelphia. Not only in Philly, okay. When I first started, I was only in Philadelphia in 2009. Okay. Now I'm in about um, maybe seven or eight different cities. Okay. So okay. what happened is I was very logical. So I started in Philadelphia and I started to see a shift. Then mm. I started to invest in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. I also invest in um, a, a few counties that are outside of Philadelphia, which mm -hmm. is like Lansdowne, Drexel Hill, a okay. number of these towns that's surrounding Philadelphia. I also mm. looked at a deal in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. My students have invested in Indiana and in Maine and Georgia um, and Alabama uh, and Cleveland, Ohio and mm. Cincinnati, Ohio. So what we do is we try to teach you how to analyze all around the country. All around the country. Okay. Okay. Quick commercial break. If you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet, you might want to change. New environment. You don't like the atmosphere you're in. The Headley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career. What do we offer? Great culture, great environment, leads, and an 
awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you got to be in the state of North Carolina. Let's get back to the show. So I know you mentioned so much about the course, right? Again, you seem like you're a very knowledgeable brother. You're not just actually uh, uh, speaking it. You're actually on the ground. I think that's the worst uh, that can a lot of people do is that they'll, they'll sell these courses without no actually groundwork to kind of back it up, right? I, I call them great salesmen. Um, the course, what will people be getting and where exactly can they get the course from? Well, you can go to KJ uh, Consulting IG okay. page. Okay. And, and click on the link in our bio. Mm-hmm. And what we do in my courses, I'm really the the boot camp. I'm really trying to take someone who either need to do their first deal or someone that need help understanding how to do their next best deal. Okay. And so I teach you how to analyze the market from a top down approach, mm-hmm. where you're looking at um, crime, you're looking like income and all these different factors. And mm-hmm. then I'm gonna teach you how to analyze individual deals a mm. one to four unit where we're going to use case studies. We're going mm. to teach the bird method. We're going to talk about creative financing. We're going to talk about a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, a home equity loan. We're going to talk about whether you should flip, whether you should hold. We're going to talk about how do you actually put together a plan, a rehab plan? How much money should we use on this asset? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get an ebook, which is going to be about 20 to 30 pages, which mm-hmm. gives you step by step all the concepts and terms and frameworks and Excel that we talked about. And then what you're gonna do is, because I don't believe in one night stands, is we're gonna do once a month check-ins at no additional cost for the next 12 months. Mm. And, um, and you also get access to my team and I, uh, with our brokers, our real estate agents, our property managers, mm. our contractors, you get access to all of that for the low price of 349. So it's a one-time cost. So when people come to me and they say, I don't have three, 349, I tell them, look, follow my page free of charge for the next 12, uh, for the next 349 days, but save $1 while you're doing it. And then come talk to me. I'm I like no that. to force you to pay because I'm already rich. Mm. Um, and so I just tell people, enjoy the ride. This is about my legacy. And then we have an apartment course where I teach you how to invest in five units and up uh, and teach you about syndication and give you access to my team. Uh, and that apartment course is like an eight hour course. Both courses are virtual. Um, we have, And they are virtual and you can find out about them by clicking the link in my bio. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I like the fact that you gave, gave them that accountability, save a dollar. Yes. Save a dollar and then come back and circle back around and come see me. Um, KR, if you had to go back, you know, to yourself when you first got into the business, go back and, and, and it seems like you've literally done everything right. But I know probably behind the scenes, I wish I would have kind of not brought that one or add a little bit of money to this one. If you had to ask yourself, go back and say, let me change this up. What would that, what would that be? What would you change? Well, actually, um, the fact that I, and it's surprising, I actually have never done a bad deal. And the okay. reason why okay. is, if you think about the analogy I gave you earlier, if mm. you have to focus on 50 computers, mm. computer screens, you'll make a mistake. But mm. I'm giving you 352 days to focus on one deal for the whole year. Mm. If you can't get that right, you're doing everything in your power. You're checking everything. You're only doing one at a time. You increase the odds that you're not gonna make a costly mistake. And so therefore, that's why I haven't made any costly mistakes that I actually regret because mm. I took my time. So um, to go back, I don't think I would have changed any of the deals that I have done. Um, 
I, I'm actually very happy with the approach I took because I was very methodical and very careful about mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. each of the deals mm -hmm. that I didn't use too much leverage. I didn't use hard money lenders. So no one got, no ran off, no contractors ran off on me because the contractors, what I would do is I want to make sure that they're licensed. I'm taking a picture of the driver's license. I'm taking a picture of the car tags. Mm -hmm. I'm doing everything. I'm going to look them up and uh, license and inspection. So I was so careful that it really set me up um, to be in a very, very fortunate position. And mm. I wasn't, so I think that that's the reason why I don't have any major regrets because I just took my time and just say, look, it's not worth it. I'm not going to hit myself over the head. Mm. Um, and I was one of those people that was very humble. A lot of us get the ego because we don't have this mentality. What I tell people is I want you to think like an NFL owner. And what I mean by that is you come up with the vision for the franchise. You hire the general manager and you hire the football coach and their job is to find, to run the day-to-day -day business, find the players, do all that. And then mm. the third thing you're supposed to do is watch everything unfold from afar. So mm. get off the football field and get in the owner suite. And mm. so if you do that, you could focus on a big picture, sponsorship, selling tickets, making sure vacancies are low, making sure your occupancy is high, making sure that your relationships with banks and investors, everything is going right, making sure that you're doing well at your day job. And so that's what I was focused on. So therefore, I understood that I needed to surround myself with people who are smarter than me in mm. order to reduce the risk of making mistakes. Mm. And so mm. that's why I don't have any really big re regrets because I just was taking my time. Mm. You know, you said so many great things. One thing that I really liked about your story is the power of family, right? And you have your family in different positions within your organization. What made you go that route and says, cause some people says, hey, keep your family at bay. What made you want to put your family on? Perfect. And so what we, what I call is, I, everybody talks about generational wealth, which mm -hmm. is like a North to South concept where I buy a house to my children 40 years from now and they're inherited, they're well off. That's mm -hmm. very focused on just the individual. When mm -hmm. I was growing up, I realized I wasn't the only broke person. My loved ones was broke, my family, my brothers, my sisters, my mother. Mm. I said, this can't go on, this can't work. And so mm -hmm. the first person I gave money to when I was in college was my, one of my older brothers. I gave him $1,000 to work for his down payment, even though I was a freshman in college with no money, because I realized that in order to change the trajectory of all our lives, we have to think about this concept from left to right. How do I put my loved ones on today? Not 50 mm. years and so that made me start to think about things differently. So I said, when I get in the real estate business, I'm not just going to bring and put myself on, I'm going to help my family. So I would do a million dollar deal. I'll go convince my brother to get a real estate license. Mm. He said, I don't even know anything about it. How are you going to put me on a million dollar deal? I said, don't worry about it. You're going to learn today. Exactly. Look at a $30,000 commission. He's able to buy a house for him and his wife and his five children. Now they're living in Abbots and going to a better school. Now they have wealth. The other thing is that he continued to work with me. He's able to give his in-laws $8,000 towards their down payment. Now mm. they're no longer renters. Now they live in a duplex and they're landlords and they have assets. Well, other thing is my aunt, she helps with the cleaning. My other brother, he helps with the cleaning. So, and my nieces and nephew were interns. What's happening is that I'm meeting people nice. where they are. I'm nice. not pulling them to who I am. So nice. what happens is that we tend to try to meet people who we are. No, meet people where they are. 
And the other thing we tend to do, especially with our family, is that we don't give our family the benefit of the doubt. We give a stranger the benefit of the doubt because we don't mm. know personal issues. But when the last time you gave your loved one a second chance or a third chance? So mm. I'm a big believer. Meet people where they are. I don't expect, I went to Ivy League school and got my MBA. I can't okay. expect a brother who just has a high school diploma to think and act the same way I did. Mm. So I meet him where he is and it's my job to teach. So when I meet my family members or any of my friends, my business partner in 2018, he had zero rentals. Now he has 61 doors. He wasn't a millionaire before, now he's a millionaire. So what happens in my apartment buildings, my family members, I don't only pay them from time to time, I also give them equity in my LLCs. Because I want my nephew and nieces, when they walk with their dad down the street and they see my building, KR, I don't want them to say, Daddy, didn't you work with Uncle KR on that property and you were the broker? He's gonna say, no, no, no. We're not only the brokers, we're part owners of that building. Because we own that today. They don't have to wait 50 years to take pride in ownership. So that is what I mean by transformational wealth. We have to be selfless. We have to be willing to give to others. I'm not self-made, I'm community-made. And so that's a big thing for me uh, when it comes to my friends and family members. Oh man, brother, like I said, you, you, you definitely gave us some great, great jewels. Carol, we asked every guest two golden nuggets. Like I said, you gave us about 15, 20. Uh, two golden nuggets, whether that be a scripture, a book, a quote, or something that inspires you. Go ahead and give it to us. Well, I w- what I would say is that no matter what the world is throwing at you, I want you coming out the corner swinging. Mm-hmm. Some of us, my sister was murdered. My brother mm-hmm. went to prison for attempted murder. He served 12 years, and this was during pivotal times. My parents, so when I was a junior in college, got my offer, my sister was murdered by the father for three children. Mm. When I went off to college my freshman year, my brother went to prison for attempted murder. When I graduated, when I was in my second year of business school, my parents, mother and father, died, my biological Mm. parents. But you know what? I didn't let it stop me. I didn't let Mm. it, I didn't get too dark. I didn't get too low. What I did is I said, I'm going to push through, I'm going to persevere. So no matter what the world throw at you, I want you to keep coming out the corner. Another thing I will also um, suggest is that you, you find something in yourself that's going to motivate you to want to be a better person. Mm. So what happens is that we're always looking on out, outwardly. We're looking at everybody else and comparing mm. ourselves. Compare yourself to who you want to be. Don't become a victim of your circumstances become a victim of your dreams and that's very important don't become a victim of your circumstances become a victim of your dreams fall so much in love with who you think you're going to be and who you want to be that you can't even think about the circumstances they won't hold you back Mm. brother like i said great stuff man i mean we want to definitely like i said tilt our hat off to uh kj consultants kr who was actually a life business consultant won numerous leadership awards uh we want to continue to support this brother and uh we want to thank you brother for taking the time for coming on our show and now you are an alumni now so we'll reach out to you soon and maybe in the future months just to come on and come on back to the show and share some more that's insight absolutely thank you for show and thank you all and we'll see you all next time we have the good real estate show Hey gang, I hope you really enjoyed that show. Our guests provide us some great tips and insight and please support them on all social media platforms. And while I'm saying that, support us on all social media platforms and don't forget, watch the entire video on YouTube. We'll see you next time.